Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, negative feedback before it's time. Here we go. So Mark, what do I do when a direct would get negative feedback, but it's not time for it yet in the Trinity rollout process? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I want to go over why we would recommend somebody wait, and then we'll talk about um, things to say and how to say them specifically. We've got a couple of very specific, simple suggestions that people can use. Um, that said, let's do a little bit of background here real quick. Um, we recommend one-on-ones, feedback, coaching, and delegation, the four parts of the Manager Tools Trinity. Um, we recommend most managers need to first develop a relationship with the directs and then start giving feedback, positive and negative, and they start with positive. There's an entire process called the Trinity Rollout Model. And guys, I'm sorry, those of you who want to magically become great, it takes six to nine months to really roll this stuff out. Not because you're not smart, but because your directs can't handle you making a ton of changes all at once. So in our model, when people listen to one-on-ones and feedback, they think the models are great. They'd love to start using them, but you can't really use them all at once unless you're prepared to have your directs push back and get defensive and go, no, there's too much. You're changing too much. I'm uncomfortable. And so we phase in. First, you do one-on-ones. You build a relationship. Then you start giving positive feedback. Then you get negative feedback. Slower is better. Yeah. When it comes to people, slow is better. So we recommend waiting before you start giving negative feedback. We will, at the end of this cast, talk about not changing anything at all. Okay? We'll come to that. Some of you may say, well, okay, I'm doing one-on-ones. You can get away. Guys, you can get away with doing nothing at all different about negative feedback, whatever you're doing now, because you haven't been fired if you're a manager. So, therefore, technically, apparently what you're doing is not awful. Uh, It's not bad enough. It's not a firing offense. But for those of you who want to start talking to your directs about mistakes they make, in a way that's more effective than what you think you're already doing without screwing up the feedback model, which we'll talk about that. That's, that would be very bad. Here's what we recommend. Okay. Waiting, right? Years ago, we told managers if they wanted to go faster, go ahead, go faster. They, the model makes sense. And for those of you who don't know, the feedback model says, first you ask, can I give you some feedback? Can I talk about, can we talk about something? Can I share something with you? Can we talk about your performance? The direct says yes, and you say, when you do X, here's what happens. You point out something good that happened, and that's positive feedback, or you point out some, something bad that was happened. For instance, when your briefing is short, it saves us time. When you're late, it slows us down. That's an example of positive feedback and negative feedback. Okay? We figured managers who wanted to go faster, who wanted to start mm-hmm. rolling out the negative and positive feedback models, it would work, and they'd give more feedback. But it didn't. Yeah, okay? why, why is that? Yeah. Most of us managers know we need to be giving negative feedback. We need to be talking to people about the mistakes they make, but we don't know how. And most of us, even though intellectually we know that we need to, uh, we worry about consequences. We worry about blowback. We worry about directs getting defensive. Some of us have tried it. Directs are like, you don't understand. You know, no, uh-uh, I didn't do that. Okay. And so managers back down, even though intellectually they still know right. I should be talking to my people about stuff they could do better, but I don't want to pinch them too much. Right. The primary reason early negative feedback, following the model, the manager tools model, the primary reason early negative feedback doesn't work is you don't know the model, you mess it up, directs don't like it when you deliver something they don't want in a process they don't like, and now 
<laughs> they not only hate the moment at which you're correcting them because they were late or because their report had errors or because they forgot something, they missed a deadline, but now they don't like the model either. And for the rest of the time that you're their manager, if you go back to that model, they'll remember those first few times where you totally messed it up. And without a really great relationship and a lot of trust, they'll hate the model. Even if in the future, when you give them negative feedback, it's appropriately done in the model and it's legitimate feedback about something that you need them to do better or differently. Yeah. But they'll remember that you did it poorly because you didn't know what you were doing. Yeah. Well, and, and also the manager is going to know that she did it poorly and she's going to hate the model she's gonna, and she's going to feel uncomfortable with yeah. it. And so the, the, the likelihood of her doing it again in the future goes down tremendously. Yeah. These managers who do it this way, you didn't spend time learning the model. All the belief in the world about the beauty of the model, and a lot of people write us and say, my gosh, this model is fabulous, still won't overcome poor delivery. If your delivery is poor, the perfection of the model, and guys, I'm not saying our model is perfect, but for most managers, you see it like, wow, that's really good. I think I could do that. Is no matter how great you feel about it, you deliver it poorly and people are going to, people live with the delivery, not with the idea you have in your head about how great it's going to be. And they know, directs know you're being clumsy. And then a lot of managers then force things and get angry that they're, they're embarrassed and so they yeah, get angry yeah. and that's not good. And look at something else too. We're going to change our behavior. Our directs know that we have role power, but managers don't use a change model or a change um, briefing process and they change behaviors, but they haven't told people the change is coming, right? There's no change management involved. Uh, they get a new tool that makes sense and they use it, but... The fact is, guys, we wish it were that easy. It's not. We know a lot of managers just say, well, I'll just start changing and they'll figure it out. What we've discovered is spending a half an hour telling them in advance, this is what I'm going to say and this is why it's, I say it and yeah. this is how it's going to sound. Your directs will lower their defensiveness enormously, but managers don't do that and they go too fast. And, you know, when a manager notably changes his or her managerial behaviors without explanation, particularly with de when dealing with one direct at a time. If you change a meeting behavior, everybody sees it and it doesn't feel like it's a problem for them. But if you change what you do with one person at a time, in other words, their interaction is face-to-face -face with you, they almost inevitably draw back or push back and they question whether or not the change is related to them rather than to your management style. In other words, am right. I the only one getting negative feedback around here? Um, and when a direct is questioning the reason for a message, they're unlikely to receive the content of the message easily or well. It's simple as that. Now, look, guys, I'm a pretty fast guy. My disk profile is all go and no slow. Many of you say you talk too fast. I know many of you English is second language folks. You're listening and it's hard. And I know I talk too fast and I'm sorry for that. <laughs> I know that what that means is some of you are struggling to understand what I'm saying. If you're an English is second language person, you're translating in some cases. Well, your directs are translating your role power and the words you're saying. It's new. It's different to them. And they're on their heels a little bit. That's not good. It's not effective. If the direct doesn't know the model, they're going to have trouble understanding what you're saying. Okay? Yeah, they're, um, spend, they're spending so much time trying to understand the model that they're not hearing the message. And wondering right? what it means for them yeah. and all kinds of other stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So all that's a reason why we recommend you wait before you're rolling out negative feedback. But we recognize, not only we recognize, we're sick and tired of people saying, <laughs> what do I do between now and then in the four or five months before you recommend I start giving negative feedback? And again, we'll come to the part where we say, it's okay to keep doing what you're doing. But for those of you who want to encourage 
less ineffective behavior in the future. But know that you don't need to roll out the negative feedback model yet until after you've built a relationship and practice with positive feedback. Here's our suggestions. First, don't start using parts of the model as if doing it piecemeal over time will allow your directs to learn it piece by piece. Dudes, that's why we recommend briefing them. Okay. If you haven't rolled out the Trinity, if you're not at the time in the Trinity rollout for negative feedback, don't ask if you can talk to your direct. Don't say, don't use some version of that, of our first step, which is, can I give you some feedback? Can I talk to you about something? Don't do that. We've tried it. It doesn't work. Now, for those of you who are sitting, maybe you're listening to this uh, to us for the first time and you're saying, what the heck are they talking about? I have to roll out some process to be a better manager. You might say, that just seems crazy. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Well, guys, we tried that. It doesn't work. It really doesn't work. People are people and they resist. In addition, think of it this way. You're changing your relationship with your directs. We're recommending you change your behavior, changing the behavior, change relationships. It's just like your company rolling out SAP or rolling out Oracle or anything else. It's a big change between you and your directs. As a manager, you probably underestimate that, but the fact is your interaction with your directs are important to your directs. In the same way that if your boss suddenly changes behavior and you don't know why she did it, did it you'd start questioning. You'd go, hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Now you're thinking about you and your directs. Oh, we're tight. We're close. We're this, we're that. No, really, you're not. You're their boss. When you change your behavior, they notice. You need some sort of change management process. You need a a phased approach to change your managerial behavior. If you're going to change your relationship with them and how you talk to them about performance and coaching and delegation and so on, you need to take it, have it happen over time. The way your organization rules out SAP or Oracle or anything else. Now, look, we're not saying that one manager's behavior is as big as SAP or Oracle or some other enterprise resource planning software. We're not. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, you're just, maybe to your direct it is. <laughs> but what we are saying is that our history, what we know of tens, coaching tens, if not hundreds of thousands of managers is, if you try to do this all at once, it doesn't work. And look, it just doesn't work. I, you, maybe there's a better way. I don't have it. Maybe. I, yeah. Uh, you'd so, share it if you had it. I'm yeah. Sure. Heck yeah. I'd be, I'd be like, dude, just go all at once. It'll be fine. It'll be magic. But we've tried it. It doesn't work. All right. So first rule, don't start rolling out the model a little bit at a time. Okay. Don't start with, hey, can I give you some feedback? That'll mess them up. If you start asking that question, it'll mess them up. That's the first rule. Second rule, be nice. Okay. Over and over again, we learn that bosses who aren't angry, who aren't sharp with their directs, who don't try to send a message with their negative feedback or with their early attempts at talking about negative or weak performance, those managers get much better results. And guys, this is really just land of the blind thinking. Okay. We have a saying at Manager Tools, if you don't know it, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed person is king or queen. Just don't do the stupid stuff everyone else does <laughs> as you start to address opportunities for people to improve their performance. We're going to build a whole business around that. Just don't yeah, do just, the stupid just, stuff. Yeah, just don't do stupid stuff. And, and, and what the com- most common stupid thing is managers get angry or want to show that they have role power or imply or actually communicate a veiled or direct threat against the direct by saying, you better not do that again. Or... I can't, are you kidding me? Seriously, are you this dumb? Anything demeaning or belittling or negative or putting an edge to it like, I thought I told you, don't do that. 
right? That's all role power. Okay. You wouldn't do that to your mother or father. You wouldn't do it to your spouse. You wouldn't do it to your boss. Don't do it to your directs. Be nice. We could also call this the Roadhouse movie, uh, Cooler Rules, the Patrick Swayze movie, where he says, <laughs> yeah, be nice, yeah. be nice, be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I would tell you to go watch the video on YouTube, but the problem is it's definitely not suitable for work at all. Be nice. Guys, be nice. If I could only tell you one thing about talking to your directs about their performance, it would be there's nothing you can do about what's already happened. All you're going to do is affect future behavior, past is dead, and the nicer you are, the more they'll hear your message. The less your role power will get in the way of what you want them to change or to continue if it was positive feedback. So that's the first rule. Be nice. Okay? The second rule is, and it's really just a their third rule, it's actually. It's an expansion of be nice, way. is smile. Speak in a polite tone. Act as if the mistake that was made that you're going to talk to them about and you want them to change in the future act as if it was sort of funny. Now, look, we know there are times when something is so bad it deserves something more than feedback. And it's not funny. And we respect that. But 99% of the time, stuff that happens isn't so bad that you need to call them in your office and say, do that again and I might have to fire you. If you're the kind of boss who every single day people do firing offenses, you're a crappy boss. Okay? It's as simple as that. Your hair trigger is set way too low. Okay. If those people have been in their jobs for a couple of years and you feel like threatening to fire them every day, that's not their problem. That's your anger management problem. Okay. And frankly, the reason things happen that are bad enough that people deserve to be fired is usually because of really bad hiring, which maybe you're not responsible for. We respect that. Or there's been a gross lack of small corrective guidance before and people didn't realize that the thing they were doing was literally putting them in the ditch. Okay. Anything you do to smile and speak in a polite tone and continuing the whole be nice thing takes the edge off your role power. And speaking with less role power will get you more credibility. Okay. Whether you like to admit it or not, guys, you have role power. And when you're correcting someone, it looms larger and being nice and being polite and smiling. This is the single most important thing I can tell you. Even yeah. if you screw up the words we're about to give you, if you do those two things and you don't start with, can I give you some feedback? Please don't do that. You're, I mean, you're going to be better than 90% Absolutely. of the people out there. Like, yeah. and, and folks, we've, we said it before, like you're going to get angry. If, if any of you think we don't, that Mark, neither Mark nor I get angry, you're <laughs> crazy. We get angry yeah. all the time. There's a big difference between feeling anger and expressing anger. Yeah. And, and so if you're angry about something... Don't use that time to do this kind of pseudo feedback. Don't right. give them, don't give them corrective guidance when you're angry. Right. Cool down when so you can be polite, so you can smile, so you can be friendly. Yeah, there's a difference between feeling anger, expressing anger, which is a whole nother level. In fact, we often say that HR is wrong frequently when they say there's no place for anger in the workplace. Yes, there is. People feel angry all the time. It's a normal human emotion. Anger actually can be good. What they should say is, or what we recommend they would say going forward is, there's no place for expressing anger in the workplace. Right. There are three phases. First, feeling anger. Everybody does that. The second one is expressing anger. The third one, and the one that's incredibly dangerous and corrosive, is people with role power expressing anger mm. toward people who have to respect that role power. That is scary stuff. And look, guys, Mike's done it. I've done it. We've all done it. We're all failed. We're all sinners. Okay? And... Less of it in the future is better, right? 
Next piece of advice, be brief. Okay. Don't believe the internet memes and the, and the collaborative people and the people in organizational development and organizational effectiveness and HR who say you need to have a dialogue and a discussion and an ex- expression of agreement between your directs. Directs no. love that. No. Yeah, just drag no. it all out. Just no. 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 <laughs> Don't take more than 30 seconds. And frankly, 30 seconds is a lot. I'll give you an example. We're going to recommend that you ask your direct not to do it the way they did it next, this time, next time. It's as literal, it's simple as this. Mike works for me. He's a direct of mine. And I'll give you our first example that we'll share in a minute. If Mike's late to a meeting, our morning staff meeting at nine o'clock, let's say. And I turn to him and as we're walking out, I say, Hey, can you not be late next time? Thanks. That's it. I mean, can somebody time that? Hey, can you not be late this next time? Thanks. What is that? Three seconds? Not 30 seconds. 30 seconds is an eternity in making a small adjustment in something one of your directs has done. Okay. Directs do not want to spend more time hearing about their mistakes. Be nice, smile, be polite, and be brief. Okay. Now I've already given away the next one, right? Which is, which is you don't need to have a conversation, guys. You don't need an exploration. You don't need a dialogue or a mutual understanding. But don't, don't don't you need, don't you need to figure out why they did it? Oh, so you can help them solve the problem. I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry because I don't want to put Mark on his anger. I'm actually after just, after just cajoling them to not, I, I, we just hear that so many times though. You gotta, you gotta talk briefly about my face did not get red just now but if i were someone whose face got red actually i think sometimes i am but but i my face would have gotten red because this is just mine i mean this is just <laughs> mike is just playing me like a violin i'm afraid yeah no you don't need to know why somebody did something we, they're actually we have a podcast called there is no why in feedback and, and for those of you who don't know all the if you're if you're one of our licensees, you don't have to listen to me and Mike talk. You can license the material, download what we call show notes, which are really much more than what other podcasts have as show notes. 99% of what we say in shows on a cast like this, if you're listening, are in the show notes. And it, we write them before. If you feel like this is just two buddies talking about management, that's true for two reasons. One, because this is two buddies talking about management. And we have prepared for three or four hours before this show so that it is tight and focused on a specific thing. Otherwise, there'd be a lot more tangents because I'm yeah. a high eye. And and if you're a licensee, you can download these show notes. It's a five-page white paper that explains the – it goes over in exact detail. We're right now on the middle of page three, and there's a bullet here that says you don't need to have a conversation and exploration. And the next thing says, yes, some directs want that, but that doesn't mean it's a smart for you to do it. Yeah. You do not need to know why people do things because everyone always means to do the right thing. Ask yourself, when was the last time you ever intentionally set out to mess something up and then were pleased when you were able to do it? It doesn't happen. So if when people say you need to find out why you're directed what you did, no, you don't. You need to correct them for the next time because the more time you spend finding out why they did it, they're going to have more reasons why what they did was right, causing them to be more defensive to say, what I did was right, so I don't know why I should do it differently next time. And the manager's point of view, and this is such an important thing, managers are not, effective managers and leaders are not concerned with the inspiration that the direct has. They're concerned with the outcome of the behaviors. 
Now, I'm not saying it's not good to be thoughtful and respectful of someone's intent, but if people have good intent and produce bad outcomes and they do that for years, you need to fire them. And if somebody doesn't have great intent, but they create great outcomes through great behaviors, we want to promote them. Yeah, absolutely. Now, those things are very rare. Yeah. But we know we don't get into a dialogue. We don't want to have mutual understanding other than we get paid for results around here. and Results come from behavior, not from intent. So, yeah, some directs want to sit down. Fact, frankly, there are some directs who really do want to have a conversation with you because they want to they want to talk about it. They like talking about things in detail. Most managers that I know don't have time to do that. There are also some directs who want to talk about with you because they want to defend. They want to prove to you that they were right. And the fact is, if they prove to you that you're, they were right, when in fact they gave you an outcome you didn't want, all they're saying is, you can't get me to do what you want. Well, what kind of manager are you? If As long as they can prove it to you, you're good. It's okay. Produce bad results. I don't care. You meant well. It was, oh, it made total sense why you did what you did. A lot of high Ds and high Cs try very hard to convince their boss that what I did was the right thing to do. Right. Well, we really don't care. That's like Apple putting out a product. We love Apple. We have lots of Apple products here at the firm. Putting out a product that doesn't sell well. I can't imagine that that would ever happen. But if it did, there are some things that Apple has done that haven't sold as well. Um, but, but Apple puts out a product and it doesn't sell well. And, and uh, Tim Cook gets up in front of everybody and says, well, it didn't sell well, but we meant well, so you should buy it. Right. That didn't, no. Didn't work. No. We don't get paid. Apple doesn't get paid more money because its intent is good. It gets paid money because its products are good, because the output of its behaviors are good, because it manufactures good things. If people intend to manufacture a blockbuster and it doesn't sell well, it doesn't become a blockbuster because they intended. They right. It becomes a blockbuster because they behaved, because they got the result they want. Now, help me a little bit, because I think some managers are, are, are probably thinking, because I've heard this many times. Um, look, I, I want to be a resource for my direct. I want to have a conversation. They're having a problem understanding how to do it. It's reasonable for them to ask me for advice and to have some discussion about it. And. So we're, saying, we're not oh, saying that, yeah. that that conversation can never play, take place. We're just we're just separating out the point for, the the point in time of feedback and that conversation and melding those yeah. two together becomes. Yeah. Okay. But let me put it this way. Yes, you're right. We're separating them out. We want the feedback to happen. We want it to be brief because if a manager, what we know about managers, if if managers believe that every time they want to point out something that needs to change, the next time somebody engaged in this behavior, for instance, don't be late to next week's staff meeting as an example. If managers believe that they have to have a dialogue every time, Don't they won't have yeah. the conversation. That's right. Okay. So the, the direct's interest in having that can sometimes, the, the interest in the discussion can be superseded by the fact that the manager has interest as well. And, and sometimes the manager's interest outrank the direct's interest for no other reason than role power. But also there are other good reasons as well, which is a function of time and the investment. And sometimes directs need to understand that the manager has a better understanding of what are effective outputs. It's possible the manager is wrong. Managers are wrong all the time. But on on balance, managers generally know what they want. And if the manager produces poor things, we assume that the manager's manager is going to take that manager out. Right. So. Yeah, sure. Uh, yes, I want to be a resource to people and I don't have to have it, have it happen right at the moment. And I shouldn't, uh, we don't recommend you get trapped into a conversation trying to be a resource to somebody who doesn't really want mm. you to be a resource. They just want to defend what they did is right yeah. because they're afraid they're in trouble. 
And that's the whole point of being brief and being nice and smiling and being polite to reduce the chances the directs think they're in trouble. If you say, don't be late again, they're going to assume they're in trouble because frankly, what you're saying is you're in, in trouble. trouble. <laughs> that's right. Then they'll get defensive and then managers say, well, I'm not going to talk to them. All they do is push back. Well, part of that is your fault. You're yeah. doing it wrong, right? Yeah. Every time I think about the phrase, you're doing it wrong, I'm reminded of those pictures on the internet of Justin Bieber, who is a phenomenon, the guy, and I, 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 I understand, fairly talented, even though he's a, uh, he's both a pop star, but I guess he's also belittled by some people, more music purists. And there's a picture I've seen on the internet, my, my son Drake has shown me of Justin Bieber, and it says, music, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> and it's, you know, okay, it's not Beethoven, but then neither is 99.9999% of the stuff we have day to day. But but look, you're doing it wrong. And managers are delivering feedback or corrective action or guidance or suggestions with an edge. And then they're getting this pushback. And they're saying, oh, I'm supposed to engage in dialogue. Well, the heck with that, right? And then they just stop giving it. And that's the whole point of the feedback model. And that's the point of this cast as well to get them there. Another thing, though, is if you're brief, you reduce the chances of a direct uh, um uh, having the conversation with you. And what we're going to suggest is if the direct wants to have a conversation or if, or if the direct wants to be defensive, and of course, if he's going to be defensive, he's going to have to have a conversation with you. We're going to recommend you walk away. Just literally when they say, well, I don't think you understand. What you can say is something along the lines of, hey, no big deal. Let it go. And there are many more examples of this in our Shot Across the Bow guidance, which is a podcast. Mm-hmm. And also for licensees, they could download the show notes. And the Shot Across the Bow basically says, if your direct pushes back too hard, walk away, walk away, walk away. Just say, you know what? It's not a big deal. Let's pretend I was wrong. Because in fact, the direct knows you were right. They know they did what you said yeah, exactly. they did. And and they may get defensive, but don't engage it in d- a debate doesn't with matter. them. Yeah. So again, be brief. You don't need a conversation. You don't need an exploration. You don't need a dialogue. And then, and then ask them not to do it that way next time, right? Yeah. Okay. So now we get into the, the, the stuff that I think people are waiting for. I didn't mean to put this last. I just wanted to say that if you do the other stuff, the brief, the polite, the smiling and so on, you'll get a lot further, even mm-hmm. if you don't follow these directions. But now if you're, if you're waiting finally for Mike and I to tell you what to say to your directs for, for what amounts to negative feedback before you actually get to rolling out negative feedback, our first piece of guidance is ask that they not do it that way the next time. How, how would that sound? Give me some examples. So let me give you several examples. Okay. Hey, can you not be late next time? Thanks. Appreciate it. Hey, would you meet the deadline next week? I'd appreciate that. Now I say, hey, but you don't have to say, hey, you could say, would you please check for errors next time? I found some in here. Thanks. When you do this again, would you include Q3 like I asked? Or... Next time, would you talk to me before asking the client that? I don't think that worked well. Would you try a little harder to work better with Bob? I gather you guys had some conflict today. Thanks. Now, note that on many of those guys, I ended with thanks. This is a vocal way of ending the conversation by assuming their answer. In other words, right before you said thanks, they said yes. Right. Okay. Whether they said it or not, right. you're assuming it. This significantly cuts down on conversations, explorations, dialogues, defensive comebacks, the desire for more discussion, which is really, for many directs, just proving that they meant well and they were right. Okay. Without it, if you leave off the thanks, 
And by the way, we would also suggest and try to cross the bow cast that in addition to leaving off the things, you could also just kind of literally move away from the person. You don't have to stand in front of them. You don't have to call them in your office, close the door, Square and prepare for a two-minute conversation by squaring your shoulders and so on. Exactly. Um, without it, if you just say, would you meet the deadline next week? Conversational convention is they've been asked a question. It's time to answer. Right. And many of them will not answer your question. They'll say, but you don't understand. And then you get into the point of saying, hey, before I understand or not, can you just answer the question? And they'll literally, if they're defensive, and if you don't have a relationship with them, they'll literally avoid answering your question because yeah. they know the answer is, should be yes, right. but they don't want to say yes. Right. And, and so now you're in conflict and now it goes south. Exactly. Now south. you're in conflict. And what they'll remember is not the thing you wanted from them. They'll remember that you were in conflict and maybe that they won. If you say thanks or I appreciate that and you actually physically disengage a little bit, you can move on. And this is one of those casts where I think it would be good to uh, feedback in general, right? And shot across the bow. Some video would probably be good. Be very helpful around doing video, right? Yeah. I think, the, I think the body language and the tonality yeah. and all that is very, right. very instructive. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Ask that they not do it that way next time. Would you meet the deadline next week? Can you not be late next time? When you do this again, could you include Q3? Would you please check for errors? All those sort right. of things. Just a simple question. Polite, friendly, right. nothing formal, nothing negative. There's no, no edge. No edge. edge. You're trying right. to send a message and use Good. your power. Oh. What else? The next one is when you do X, Y happens. And all we're doing here is really a pared down version of the peer feedback model. It gets into the fundamental issues of behavior and consequence action and reaction, cause and effect. Um, we call this the just wanted you to know version right. because those are the words we want you to have in your head when you finish stating the behavior the person engaged in and the consequence you observed. That, by the way, they may not have observed. For instance, I'm going to do these twice. Okay, The first time, I'm just going to say the words. The second time, I'm going to tell you what's in my head when I finish. Okay? Hey, Mike, when you're late, I worry about you. Um, when you're late, it messes up our agenda. When you miss deadlines, it slows us down. When there are errors in this stuff, it takes me longer. When you leave out the third quarter, we run the risk of not forecasting correctly. When you don't ask me first about that, I can't. I don't have a chance to tell you that they don't like those kinds of exchanges. <laughs> I know this client. When you're in conflict with Bob, less work gets done. That's never good. Okay, so those are all the examples. And by the way, if you didn't figure it out, guys, those are all the same examples using a different framing. In this case, the cause and effect X and Y framing rather than the asking for new behavior in the future framing that we just gave you. Okay. Now let's use the just wanted you to know. I, I used to call this the just saying, just saying, just, yeah, that's just, saying different has a, days. just saying has a little bit of a barb. I discovered I tried it for about a year, threw it out there and it just had a little, I think partially because of the, the, the modern usage of just saying, yeah. right. It's like, I'm a, I'm going to zing you. Right. So, um, so let me do this again with, by saying what's in my head, when I finish each of these, hey, Mike, when you're late, I worry about you. Just wanted you to know that. Okay. Mike, when you're late, it messes up our agenda. Just thought you'd like to know. When you miss deadlines, it slows us down. I thought you'd appreciate knowing that. Okay. When there are errors in this stuff, it takes me longer. Just something I wanted you to know. When you leave out Q3, we run the risk of not forecasting right. I just wanted you to know that going forward. 
when you don't ask me first about that with this client, I don't get a chance to tell you they don't like those kinds of exchanges. I thought you'd want to know that for future exchanges. Um, when you're in conflict with Bob, less work gets done. Just wanted you to know. Yeah, I tell you, that, does, that doesn't sound like that's introducing a lot of conflict. That's no. Not, I mean, that just really takes the edge off it. And look, if I'm your boss, I've delivered that in a very relaxed way. Guys, if you think there's any edge to that, then you're smoking crack because I got nothing. I got a heart rate now of 60 and my blood pressure is 120 over 60. I'm good to go. I'm not upset at all. Um, if you're reading negativity into that, that's all in your head and that's the best a manager can do. If your direct gets pissy about that, well, that is here. How he feels is his fault, yeah, and not yours. About that. Right. So those are a couple of examples asking or using the XY thing, cause and effect, behavior and consequence. Okay. Then let's talk about the last thing. Okay. You can guys keep doing whatever you've been doing. Look, you're a manager. They haven't fired you. So you're not screwing up talking to your directs about their performance so royally that continuing to do whatever you're doing is going to sink you. So yeah, you can get away with not doing any negative consequence feedback suggestions at all. Many managers listening to us right now aren't talking to their directs at all about the mistakes they make. Oh, if it's really bad and they have to fire somebody, they'll say, I have to fire you. Or, oh my gosh, I might have to fire you if you do that again. But many of you are not doing anything because you don't know how and you're scared. And we respect that. You can get away with continuing to do that if you want. What we don't want you to do is hear the feedback models and say, I'm going to start doing that right away. That's the wrong answer. Having a new toy and immediately playing with it when you don't know the instructions. Sorry, but it's a little bit more complicated than most people think. It's, it, it is just a set of words, but there's a rationale behind it. We recommend you wait before you start using this it. brand new 100 watt laser. I yeah, yeah, laser. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Burn people's eyes out. So, so laser. It so if you're not doing anything now, you can keep doing that and wait until it's time for negative feedback. We don't think you're being effective, but you're not being so ineffective that you're in trouble. Okay. Well, again, what we don't want you to do is start using negative feedback in the negative feedback model. If you need a bridge between not doing anything at all or doing something that you don't think is terribly effective or that doesn't seem to be working, we've just given you two examples of actual phrases to use. Now, frankly, guys, if you're in a managerial role and you've been getting away with yelling, hypothetically, you can get away with continuing to yell. Although I, frankly, as I think about it, I don't think that many managers are getting away with a lot of yelling or listening to us. Right. And if you are, well, look, stop yelling. Cognitive dissonance going on there. Yeah. Look, guys, yelling, it makes you look stupid, not, not more powerful. Trust me. It actually makes you look smaller and stupider, both of which things are bad when it comes to being a manager. So whatever you're doing, you can keep doing it. The purpose of this cast is if you decide you need to start talking about performance, don't start using the model poorly and then mess that up for years and years and years to come. Yeah, look, guys, the model works, but lots of managers mess it up by doing it too soon. So wait, get it right, brief it first, learn it yourself by starting with positive feedback. Until then, point out mistakes that your directs make politely, briefly, with a smile, either by asking them to change it next time or by pointing out cause and effect of what they did. And that, I think, may very well be a Hall of Fame cast, if for no other reason than people have asked us about this 10,000 times. Yeah, it was awesome. Thanks, man. You bet, partner. All right. Thanks, everyone. That's it. 
We'll see you on the discussion forums, www.manager-tools.com forward slash forums. We'll see you there. So long. <laughs>